The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or its employees. Welcome to Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio. And we are having a, a, a wonderful topic on today's show. First of all, how oh, yeah. are you? I'm doing great. It's been a week. It's been a week. It's been an awesome week, busy week. You can't complain about those. Not complaining at all. In fact, you know, one of the things we'll talk about is, you know, November and December are typically, you know, among the slower months right. for real estate right across the country. Uh, forget just Toronto, just right across the country. And we're just seeing record sales prices in every board. Yes, in Toronto, I think the uh, the semi-detached went over seven hundred fifty thousand recently. The average price for semi-detached in four one six, we are wow. up over seven fifty. Yeah. So, what are we talking about today? Well, we wanted to talk a little bit about the the two hot markets in Canada that te- that sem- that seem to make up, you know, a piece of the news, and people kind of throw Canada in one big clump. But um, we could, we're sort of going to talk about what's going on in Toronto, Vancouver specifically. Because Great. they are the hot Toronto markets. And and if we're going to touch on a few other things like maybe changes in mortgage rates and oh, no. what's kind of starting to happen and just ways we can all protect ourselves. Yes. And as we say, your crystal ball is working today, we hope. The crystal ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've buffed it up. It shined up and I know what the future holds. Great. Stay tuned. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio. The music you'll hear on Out of the Blue will be jazz for the most part. No specific styles or genres. Every piece of music is handpicked to deliver quality performances. Out of the Blue can be heard on rtds.ca, live Mondays 1 to 3 p.m., and encore performances Tuesday to Friday, anytime on demand. It's the true spirit of jazz, a touch of everything and then some. Thanks for listening. I'm Larry Green. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. Yes, I think I'm going to retire to Vancouver at some point. I mean, I'm not one of those people that thinks about retiring to Florida, although I love it. Mm-hmm. I think I I would miss the snow. I would miss the change in seasons. And oh. Vancouver really seems... <laughs> Sorry, I Sorry. would... 
Furball is something, <laughs> spending too many minutes with my cat. My idea of, of winter and snow and everything, when people say I'd really miss the snow, it's like, listen, I could book a two-week holiday to go skiing in a mountain, get my snow fix, and then go back to the beach. That, that to me, is the perfect winter. But see, that that's Vancouver. You can swim yes. at the beach and well, not quite, snowboard yeah, the same day. It's true. Well, you, you can splash you around. You can wear a jacket anyway. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But... Um, Vancouver, retiring in Vancouver might be tough. Their their prices are higher than Toronto's. Okay. So, well, we think we've got to, you know, like it, they can't believe what's going on here. Vancouver's numbers are a little bit higher. So, um, first of all, the sales, we have record sales in Toronto and Vancouver. And even though these prices are climbing and a lot of people felt that that would take housing out of the reach of first-time buyers and therefore the actual number of sales would drop, we're not seeing it. The sales are still going up. In fact, 7,385 homes were sold in Toronto in November. Wow. Record month. Again, November being typically a slow month. Vancouver, 3,500 homes changed hands. Now, Vancouver is much smaller than Toronto. Mm. But home sales in Toronto through the first 11 months of 2005 were 96,400 homes. That's already more than what we've done last year, and it's more than what we did in our previous record year, which is 2007. So remember, 2007 was that year that land transfer was going to come right. in January 108, and we saw a ton of sales. Everyone now, was panicking. Yep. So everybody bought, and... As many, you know, many people thought people panicked unnecessarily and overpaid in 07. Right. But let's face it, prices have pretty much doubled since 07. So it's that, all worked that, out. It, it has all worked <laughs> out. Um, but the fact that our sales now are more than what we saw in that full year, um, there's just still a huge demand for real estate in Toronto and Vancouver. I don't think it'll go away. And, and those, you know, typically, as you said, we get into the slow period. And is that weather related? Is it as we're getting closer to, to the seasonal time? I, I think I would have to say it is it is seasonally. Uh, it's weather, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, weather probably plays a part, but it is our seasonal time. We find that be, around the middle of November, people start just gearing up for their holidays. What also happens is we f have fewer listings coming on the market, fewer people wanting to go to market prior to holiday time, right. concern that maybe they miss the market. So with fewer listings, we have fewer people able to make a sale. This year, our listings stayed strong right up until this week. I must say today, um, logging into the Toronto Real Estate Board's Realtor MLS system to look at what's new on the market, very few new listings had come up since Friday, say, today being Sunday, watching that three days, very few new listings. So it's like we hit December and all of a sudden now it's... Fewer. Yeah. And, and you know, that's not to tell sellers that are interested in selling it's a bad time. It's actually a good time for exactly why I just said. Fewer listings coming up. We still have buyers in demand. There's nothing for them to purchase. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to be officially looking for roomie in Vancouver to split out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's the only way I'm going to get in there. That's right. So, so just going on all of these notes, the Toronto Real Estate Board is saying that the average price of a Toronto home was up roughly 9.6% year over year for in um, in November. So November's average price came in at 632. Wow. Remember, we started this year in January, having never hit 600 as an average price. 
And it's still going up. And we're, we're still going up. Um, the price of a detached home in the city of Toronto was up 8.8% over last year. So we're at about a million eighteen, which we've heard these numbers before throughout the year. But again, we're talking literally year over year. I want to point that out, actually, because uh, the news does throw us lots of averages and markets up, markets up. When the Toronto Real Estate Board says market is up 8.8%, they're literally comparing it to November of 2015. Right. They're not comparing it to March of 2015. Mm. They're, sorry, they're comparing it to November of 2014. My, right. my apologies. Oh, yep. And not the spring. So where are we from the spring? We're about the same. So I want to make that really clear. So people who said saw their neighbor sell in June for, you know, a million seventy should not be thinking I'm 8.8% over that. It's not. It's not a, just a straight curve up. It is not we a may straight have gone curve up in the spring. Come yeah. down in the summer, and that's we're right. Back. That's it's, exactly it's what we did. So we're really right around our spring market. So which leads me to say also those people that say, "Oh, winter's not a good time to sell." Well, it actually might be depending on where you are. And I, I would say, you know, that's when you reach out to a realtor or something to really help you establish what's going on. But I know right in the city of Toronto right now, the lack of inventory is causing more pressure on those buyers, and we're still into a, a positive. Uh, those prices are going up. The couple of the sales that we were involved in in November, I would tell you those prices were higher than what we would have seen in March, April, May, June of this year. Due to the lack of inventory? Lack of inventory for those particular properties in those in that particular neighborhood. This is taking me back to my grade, my uh, high school uh, economics courses. There you go. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. Yeah. Now, here's what I thought was really interesting. Um, the condo market in Toronto, you know, we talked about this last weekend, the rental yeah. market, the condo market. Condo market in Toronto was up 5.4% from a year ago. So we're now sitting at 415000 as an average condo price. 905 is up 4.1%. Now, some of you out there are thinking, ah, 4 or 5%, eh. It's yeah. peanuts compared to 8 to 10%, like what we're seeing in Toronto and Vancouver for detached homes. However, think about it. We were all expecting the condo market to crash and burn. Yes, we talked right? about it. And, and, you know, over this, you know, they're overbuilding, they're going to be empty, we're going to have huge floors empty. 5.4% is a really, really healthy, healthy market. In fact, if we see that next year in our detached homes, we should all be dancing. I would say if we saw like a 1% or a 1.5, I'd be a little concerned, but 5 is healthy. Well, if you think about it, 1.5 to 2%, that's that shouldn't con cause anybody's concern. That is our... That is our rate of inflation. I guess. So that is what it should be. Yeah, but you're telling if, me this every week. Know, we're seven, eight, six, and I'm I going, know. yay, and then even 11.1. You know, we're talking these... these. We're, we're spoiled. For yes. the last two years, we've been royally spoiled with these prices. I can tell you for the first seven years of my career, the question was, how much did it drop from the year before? Because <gasps> I got licensed in 88, and in 89, we saw the bottom fall out. And from 89, to, where, where we didn't think it could drop anymore, right. and from 89 to 95, it was a downward spiral. And then from 95 to 2000, it took to get back to where we were in 88 before the crash. Right. So draw that out as I'm talking to you, 88 to 95, seven years to go down, and then it took five years to get back up. So 5.4 on a condo, year over year, I'm thrilled. I am, I'm looking at this actually going, I'm an idiot and shit about the condo that my husband bugged me to purchase every year, all the time, saying we should get involved in these condos because they are a nice, easy to maintain investment. There's not a lot of work for you to do. No. 
That's right. And the other thing is, is let's face it, for a lifestyle choice that we talk about on the show all the time, people worried about leaving their detached home that they will not be able to build any more equity once they move because they thought the condo market was flat. It's not flat. It's Hmm. not flat. And because our new sales are actually, you know, fewer new condos are going up today than there were two years ago, we're going to possibly see that demand actually increase as the city grows. So... Um, in Vancouver, what have I got here? Vancouver home sales, um, well, Vancouver home sales were up 40% over November 2014. 40%. That's not their price. That's their sales. Number, volume Number, units. volume sales. Yep. There's their, there's their, their demand. Their MLS composite benchmark, which means they're comparing apples to apples. They're comparing detached to detached, right. condos to condos. Um, rose 17.8% over the past year. So from November to November again, not from the spring, but from 17.8%. That's insane. Yeah. Um, What have we got here? We've got um, detached homes. We're up about 22% from November 14 to November 15 in Vancouver. 22%. That Um, is incredible. Yep. And and 1,500, just over 1,500 condos were sold, and the benchmark price on that was up over 14% from last year. Now, an interesting point on that one is Vancouver doesn't, doesn't have as much new condo construction as Toronto, so that's pushing their prices and their demand higher. Really? Yeah. They're smaller, right? They're they're yeah. bound by o- the ocean and mountains, yeah, right? So I mean, that's why limited. they... Everybody wants to live there. You know, right? I kind of wish we were bounded by something. We have the lake on one side. <laughs> and, and the green belt. And then on we the... have Barry at the north. You've got the green belt. One We've... quick question before we go to commercial. Yes. When you're buying a, a rental condo, who pays the condo fees? Do you build them into the rent? You do. Okay. Yeah. And Good the landlord know. pays. I mean, so landlord pays the maintenance. Yeah. Okay. The Good condo fees. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're recouped somehow through the rent? Well, they somewhere? are. It does make that that investing, um, that payback on the condo a little tougher um, because obviously whatever rent they're paying, part of that's going to your, to your fees. Right. For sure. Good to know. Yeah. Stay with us. More exciting real estate chat about Toronto and Vancouver on realestatetoronto.com radio right here on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. Annoying, frustrating. Of course, you're referring to me. Some days, enlightening, engaging. And now you're referring to yourself. Most days. (laughs) Just a few of the words employed to describe our show, The Mots. You'll come up with your own. Hi, we're The Mots, Paul and Carol. Inviting you to join us weekdays at 2 on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. And there's an encore performance with Mots Weekend. You can check us out at themots.ca. Here's another word for you. Oh, I wouldn't go there. Hi, it's Paul Capelcante, host of The Vinyl Experience, with a couple of magic numbers for you to remember. This is real simple. Are you ready? Here we go. Nine and three. Every Sunday at 9 a.m., 3 p.m., 9 p.m., and for good measure, 3 a.m. on Monday. This is all Eastern Time. Your time's for The Vinyl Experience. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio. And we're jetting across the country again. Yep. Vancouver to Toronto and back. And, and yep, it was a great trip. Um, Have we left yet? <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> you, you slept through it. Um, wanted to touch on mortgage rates because that's a Canada thing. That is not a local to right. your neighborhood thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the CBC actually, CBC News reported last week uh, a few things that I wanted to share. So Canadian mortgage rates... 
you know, I love their I love how their article start starts. Canadian mortgage rates have bounced up from their record low. Well, I don't know if it's a bounce. We're talking they've gone up around 10 to 15 basis points. So keep in mind five year your fixed rate mortgages are are attached to the bond yields. So banks actually um, make make their the whole fixed rate and bond yields are attached. So when bond yield rates go up, our fixed rates go up. So 10 to 15 basis points, I want to put that into perspective. A basis point is one one hundredth of a percentage point. So to go up 10 points is like going from 2.55 to 2.65. Not much at all. No. Yeah. And and for those of you under 30 listening, really, it's not much. Because remember how excited we were when they went from 8 to 7.5? Or 11 and 3 quarters to 9.5. We or were when, like elated. What, what, what did they get in the 90s? They got up to like 18 or something at one point, or 17, and then they started dropping? In the 80s, early yeah. 80s, 22%, yeah. I think, was our highest. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, very scary. So... To put that in further perspective, a 25-year mortgage for $400,000 right now costs you $1,800 a month. You raise it by 10 basis points, and it goes up to 1820. So you've you've you're paying an extra 20 bucks. Not even breakfast out. No. So on a remember, and that's a $400,000 mortgage. Yes. You know. So you know that's basically five dollars per hundred thousand. Yeah. Did I just do the math right? Yeah. Very serviceable. So. You know, when, you know, and I, I want to just add a little something because I was talking to a fabulous rep um, over at Scotiabank this week and we were talking about, um, you know, the buyers out there shopping these rates around. And, you know, I see it all the time with our own clients and we have buyers that will literally leave a bank that they know, trust and and everything to go somewhere else because they lured them in by a 0.10 basis point, $5. Not a even a quarter there. point. Yeah. No, no, no. Like really? li- literally point, point one, point right? One, which is like half of a less than five dollars on a hundred thousand. Wow. And then what they don't realize though is that mortgage didn't give them prepayment privileges. That mortgage didn't allow portability should they move during their five year mm. term. And so if any of those things were required, they would pay a hefty, hefty uh, fee. So, you know, just I know I'm. I'm I'm going sideways here a little bit, but when we're talking, when you're talking to your bank, your mortgage broker about rates, please, please, please ask about other items that come with that mortgage product. You know, a prepayment, and I'm going to jump to that in a minute. Prepayment is so critically important while these rates are low. So we're going to we're going to go on to that in a minute. But I just wanted to to go on to a yeah. few other things here. So. Um, so five-year fixed rates, um, our five-year mortgages make up the lion's share of Canada's mortgage market, mm-hmm. and their rates are tied to the activity in the bond market because borrowing there is where banks generally come up with the money to loan that money back out. Right. So we're seeing that bond money go up. So bonds were paying 0.6% interest. Now, for those of you out there that are around my age, I mean, my grandmother gave me a bond when I was young. <laughs> When I cashed in that bond, it enabled me to buy a ticket to go travel and see a bit of the world. Right. There was interest. Yes. With that bond. Um, that was very common for parents to buy bonds in their kid's name and, and hold them, right? Yep. It's very sad. I'd like to see this bond money go up, but I do know now that it is going to affect our five-year money. <laughs> so if it went up a point or a point and a half, percentage point and a half, then we would see higher mortgage rates, I 100%. would think. 100%. Yeah. Yep. So, so um, right now, so today, as of a week ago, the bond rate was up to 0.92. 
So that went up 32 basis points on the bond. So for us to feel a point 10, 15 basis points on, on the uh, mortgage rate is kind of shows you how, yeah. how they're attached. Yeah. Um, the variable rates are tied to the central bank rates. But here's what happens. As the larger pool of fixed rate mortgages are, are um, coming, as, as the money makes, as sorry, as the banks make more money on the bonds that they're selling and what they're getting in five-year money, they don't need to um, lure you in on those variables as much. So the variable rates, they were saying, you know, prime less 75 points. Yep. Now we're seeing prime less 50, prime less 25. Okay. So, you know, just a year ago, the bank was at just prime. They weren't They weren't discounting prime. Right. They've been discounting it this year. We may see it go back next year to non-discounted. So you've got to be careful. When you're in lines of credit and you're paying prime, you want to be very careful. Because yeah. you might just get hit with prime plus one. Ooh. Right. And that could, depending upon your, your balance, could impact you sizably. That can. That, that can. So... I just thought that was really interesting. So then what I also thought was very interesting was um, a little bit of a study survey was done across Canada back in the summer, and I thought this was kind of interesting. So about 15% of respondents, I'll, I'll get to, let's see, how many people did they talk to? They talked to 2,372 Canadians in every province all of them homeowners between 20 and 59, and all of them with a minimum household income of $50,000. Um, 15% of them said they would have difficulty making payments if their mortgage payments went up. So we didn't even talk about how much. They, just, they just said they'd be in trouble if it went up. Nearly half said they couldn't manage a 10% increase in their mortgage payment. So I'm not talking about the rate. I'm talking about the payment. That means if you're spending $1,000 on your mortgage to go to 1100 would be very difficult. It's monthly. We're talking monthly, monthly. right? Monthly, yep. yeah. So I just did the math right. 1000 yep. plus 10%. Yep. yep. Okay. So think about that because 10% on your monthly payment on a $200,000 mortgage is only a 1% increase of the actual rate. So if wow. rates went up 1%, you're looking at a roughly 10% increase on your payment. So if you're paying 1000 now, it would be 1100 If you're paying 4000 now, it would be 4400 Right. That's only from a 1% increase. Okay, so we've got, we've got that 1% up, what happens to the payment. The survey went on to ask people if they'd be in, how, how long would it take for them to run into difficulty if the major breadwinner in the family were to lose a job. 16% of the people said they'd be in trouble within a month. Hmm. 43% they'd have difficulties within three months. So that's a little scary because we do see the odd layoff. I don't want people to panic on no. that, but you know, that's what also happens when, when they did this study. Um, what I thought most interesting, this was the biggest one for me, which is why I wanted to really bring it all on the show, was 78% of people said that paying down debt was a priority for their household, yet only 40% of the people are actually prepaying or increasing those monthly payments in order to do what they said they're concerned about, and that is right. to bring down that debt. So, you know, I've got a great guest lined up for next week where we're going to talk about things we can be doing today while the interests are so low to prepare so that, so that if and when those rates go up, we're not in a panic. And... Um, 
you know, I just, I was talking to a client this week who's got a property and they're paying interest only payments. And all I can say to you people out there that are paying interest only payments, I know you're loving those low monthly payments, but oh my gosh, right now, while interest is so low, is where you got to be knocking that principal down. Right. And if you're not, you're missing the biggest point about having low interest rates. It is, it, you know, when they say interest rates are low and money's for free, it's true. You got to pay it back, though. If you're not hitting that principle, when those rates go up, and it will happen, we just don't know when, when they go up, you're still sitting with that same debt that now you're going to pay a higher monthly fee on. So my, my big uh, hint about what we're going to talk about next week is look at topping that monthly payment off. Even if you're just rounding it up to the next $100 or rounding it up to the next 500. So if your mortgage payment is 1250, round it up to 1500. That extra 250 a month is going leaps and bounds directly into your principal, which means every month your principal is going uh, your principal payment gets higher, your interest rates gets lower and you're and you're really speeding up to pay off that debt on your house. I remember my first mortgage I was looking at that rate and it was like the seesaw that didn't come down till the very near end because it was you know 25 year amortization That's it. and you're paying all that interest up front That's and That's a going, great visual for people to think of is that seesaw because yeah. initially you're paying all interest and no principal. Yeah. And as you get that that principal paying down the seesaw flips yeah. and that's where you win but if you don't start making those you know adding whatever you can each month or if some people do it in lump sums at the end of the year they take their christmas bonus or something you know they take their their tax break their tax uh, refund plunk it towards principal in your mortgage hmm. and now you've made huge well you've taken 25 years and probably knocked it down to about 17 or 18 years so that's right there is the magic you know. number yeah so we're going to talk about other things we can do um not in a panic, but let's face it, we call it a cycle for a reason, and that is it's a cycle. And as our economy gets stronger, we will see rates go up. This isn't a, a scare call. This is just, it's, it's how, it, it, how the world works. So our economy, they're showing, is getting stronger. That means rates will go up. Even a half a point, a full point, we know what it'll do. Let's, let's just take advantage of these low rates and get that principal, that that principal debt paid down as fast as possible. It's funny. Uh, my last comment before we uh, end the show today is: it's funny how many of us are involved in business recovery, business continuity, disaster recovery at work. Yeah, you know, it's part of our That's job. Really, yeah, I know where but you're then going. When we with come this, home, yeah. we just everything's just hunky dory. Yeah, we'll no just keep worries. making the same payment and and as long as I can change. make and and as long as I can make that payment, we're fine. Yeah, and you um, never think about what if any of the circumstances change. How are we going? to keep moving that's forward. right that's right food so, for thought folks yeah yeah we'll talk about it next week and keep everyone uh keep everyone happy regardless of what's going on any questions for aura this week 416-230-8500 info at realestatetoronto.com if you'd like to uh reach out to me with any comments about the show you can reach me at listen up at talk-radio.ca or 1-866-269-6155 talk to you next week